This episode contains spoilers. I don't know about what, but yes, it contains spoilers. Why the NPR voice when you do your spoiler warnings? Why not? That's like playing pretend with five-year-olds. Oh, that Spider-Man, he was just a clone. Did I just have a stroke? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. What we did not know was that Nikolai Tesla was the original designer of the Fleshlight. Make it, make it, do it, makes us... Welcome, everybody, to episode 57 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Woo! We are here on a on a slightly hungover early, early Saturday morning. Is 50% of the cast hungover right now? Uh, at least. Well, I'm hungover. I'm oh, 75%, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a winner because I don't have a social life. <laughs> wait, wait. You don't have to have a social life to drink. Who <laughs> <laughs> lied to you? I drink alone all the yeah, time. Yeah, you can drink alone. <laughs> Drown oh. your tears. <laughs> we are here this morning with Ann Bean. Hello. Eddie Isaac. Yes. Andy Padel. Kill me. And myself, I am Luke Matthews, and today we are going to be talking about Flashpoint. Woo! It was the five-issue miniseries that DC put out. 166 uh, pages. That is effectively the introduction to the... It's the retconning of the old universe, right? Or yes. Sort of. Sort of, like. sort of, kind of. It's excuse. It's, it's, it's an excuse to do the new 52. Right. Because we'll talk about it later. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, uh, unlike normal shows where we talk about uh, what we've been reading, this is kind of going to be talking about what we're reading, because yeah. I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the best, our favorite comics of 2013, best of lists, um, and uh, I have a feeling mine's going to cross over with a few people, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Hmm. Um I'm going to start by saying that I'm going to give Black Science an honorable mention. Black Science is fucking phenomenal, but there's only two issues out so far, and I've only read one of them, and the first one is fantastic it's fantastic and the artwork especially the artwork the artwork is Mateo Scalera does pencils and then Dean White does painted art over the top of the pencils and it's fucking phenomenal looks great awesome anyway that that's my honorable mention but my um I have I have four comics on my list I'm only going to really talk about two of them uh the the first one I want to talk about is Sheltered um it's a miniseries by friend of the show Ed Brisson uh, Ed Brisson and Johnny Christmas, um, they call it a pre-apocalyptic tale because it's basically about a group of survivalists that have a um, are setting up a, a community in the middle of nowhere uh, as a... Oh, I forgot what they call them. I forgot what they, the fucking... Did we do a... Bunker has a people. trade come out? Mm-mm. Oh, it just came out, actually. Yeah, okay. the, the first trade just came out. I read the first issue. It was, it was good. I yeah. Think. They call it a pre-apocalyptic tale because it's all about... Oh, preppers. That's what they're called. Preppers. It's, uh, uh, apocalypse preppers. These people who are building a community with a bunker and everything so that when the apocalypse comes, they will be able to survive. Oh, we and, have a reality show for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they... Um, um, the whole thing is about this community and and some strife that happens because one of the members of the community believes that the the apocalypse is about to come from signs that he's found, so shit goes bad. Really good book. Uh, Ed Brisson's a phenomenal writer, uh, and Johnny Christmas's art is great. Um, second one is Rat Queens. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I knew we were going to cross over somewhere. Rat Queens is... Probably one of the best comic books for D and D nerds I've ever read. Yeah, um, it is. It is a D. It's written by Curtis Weeb, uh, who did uh, Peter Panzer Faust and yeah. Debris and Greenwake, and it is. It's phenomenal. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a D and D mixed a little bit with like. I don't know. I don't know what it's mixed with, but it's a part. It's it's uh the main four characters are all female. It's a female adventuring party and it's fun the humor in it is great the fucking artwork is is great rock up church does the art it's it's good stuff um i'm gonna i'm gonna touch very briefly on on sex criminals because it's dude fantastic I am a huge fan of this. Fuck I, you. <laughs> so Andy. So talk about it. Jeez, just because, because we're, we're crossing like, over doesn't I'm mean going first, and I'm probably going to write it or read Andy's entire list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal your shine. I've got one more after Sex Criminals, but you go ahead and talk about Sex Criminals because I wasn't going to talk at length about it. Um, that's not the one I want to talk about at length about. Uh, it's it's great. It's Matt Fraction. It's fucking weird. 
the dude's dick glows. Um, they steal shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's like sex or time police. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to fucking explain time it. sex police. Time sex police. It's fantastic. It is really, really and good. And it has the best letters columns I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it also has the best recap intro pages on the planet. Oh, those are good. Um, the last one that I'm going to talk about is probably going to piss Andy off because I think m- my number one... So I will also say that I'm not talking about any comics that have been ongoing for a while because Sixth Gun is still my favorite book. Uh, Fatal is fantastic, but those have been going for a you while. Say pretty deadly, you son of a bitch. No, I'm not actually going to say pretty deadly. <laughs> I'm going to say pretty deadly. Oh, that's on my list, too. <laughs> pretty, pretty, I figured you guys would talk about that, so I'm going to let you talk about that. My number one for 2013 is Lazarus. Nice. Lazarus is, is in my opinion, so far, it's five issues in, and it's, it's my favorite work f- that Ruck has ever done. Um, wow. It is... It's that good. It is one of the best comic books i've read in a long time it's easily in my top five uh it's um for those who are unfamiliar with it it's a we i know we've talked about it on the show a little bit but it's a it's a post-apocalyptic story in which we don't know what happened to the world but something some big fucking either disaster or socio socioeconomic collapse happened and of course, of course. um most of the world is devastated and the pockets of it that are still civilized are run by individual families mm. who have come to an accord uh, for ownership of specific areas. Okay. So, so like fiefdom. It's exactly what it is. And they, because they will list, um, people are uh, div- uh, divided into classes that they list all the time in the book. Like there's family who are, clearly the people at the top of the food chain right um serfs who are people who uh live on the family land work for the family um do have that so like kind indentured of, servants yeah exactly kinda? okay um and then waste who are people who live <laughs> out in the wild oh, okay. um Lovely. who so are not necessarily within the confines of the family compound um tuscan raiders and and we find out we, we actually found out in one of the more recent issues that um, the waste aren't necessarily all just like savages. There are the, in fact some of them will have um, contacts with family um, uh, families that they live near and will get support from them in some ways depending on what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they might they might run a farm or they might run a mine or they might do something that uh, helps the family so they will have contact with families. Um, and the whole thing centers around uh, a woman named uh, Forever Carlisle. The f- it's the Carlisle family and Forever is a woman who's this genetically engineered uh, enforcer for the Carlisle family. And it's it's a lot of political intrigue mostly. Um, there is some action, but there's there's a lot of intrigue about like uh, some members of the Carlisle family are um, setting themselves up to take over the family, and mm. then it's almost like a mob. We're, we're looking at like a mob ascension. It's type. it's kind of like it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like a medieval fiefdom with a little organized crime element yeah. uh, set in a post apocalyptic future. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's Rucka's. Rucka is really, really good writer. He creates extremely well-rounded, deep characters. Um, almost always has a female lead in his books, and this is this is no exception. It's it's Lazarus. I'm going to say is my my number one for 2013. That's awesome. So, Anne, what about you? Um, so there's a couple that I I want to give a shout out to, not because I think they're like. Well, I don't know. Because I think they're worth reading. One is Manhattan Projects, um, mm. which mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. big alt history during World War Two. You can go back and listen to our episode about the Manhattan yeah, Projects if you fun. like. Uh-huh. Um, I read the second trade of it, and it continues to be interesting, and they continue to do exciting exciting stuff with the world and with the weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, that's going somewhere coherent. Third um, trade just came out, actually, like a go. week ago. I haven't it's, left my house in a week. No, that's not true. It's brilliant. <laughs> you got married and you settled down. And yes. you're like, I, I don't leave the house anymore. Comics. <laughs> I'll never leave again. Um, and I also want to shout out to Mind Management, um, which... Matt Kent. Matt Kent. I don't think we did it on the show. I think nope. I talked about it on the show. But it's 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 interesting. I historically have sort of generally disliked Matt Kent's art, but... I am the exact same. 
the I writing wrote. in this totally blows it out of the water. It's fantastic. It fits his stories. It um, totally is does. It, was it Giant? Is that the one about the, the guy who keeps growing and growing? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Well, <laughs> the last thing by Matt Kent that I read was The Tooth. Okay. And, it, that, and that's technically not... That was, Cullen, that was Cullen yeah. Bunn, yeah, but Cullen Matt Bunn. Kent did the art. That's one of the things, one of the reasons why I've avoided mind management is because I just, I don't like his art, but... So it's um, really good. It's, it's worth really it, really good. At some point, I will borrow it, and then okay. you'll know, you and go. then you'll know what I will say on the show when we do a show about it. Hey! <laughs> oh, okay. Um, last things I wanted to... I, I, I want to give a shout out to Saga, because it's really good, and I'm really sad that Brian Wood's a huge dick, but... Uh, <laughs> That's Brian K. Vaughn. BKV. Brian it wasn't Wood? No. no. I thought it was Wood. Wood's the Massive. Yep. Wood's the Massive. All right! Wood's the Massive. <laughs> so, so Excellent. You, so so this is by the non-asshole, Brian. Oh, Woo! Okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I can feel zero guilt about liking that, which I wouldn't have felt anyway. No, because you can feel some guilt about liking okay. that. Uh, anything that loves, I think, is absolutely worth reading for folks who are queer and folks who aren't. Um, it's a really interesting collection of people. Uh, it's the one that came out uh, this year from Northwest Press. That's mm-hmm. like a, I mean, and it's a bunch of short comics, and some of them are like have a plot and are a story, and some of them are just sort of rambling. But uh, I think it's absolutely worth worth checking out um but of and i'm not going to talk about pretty deadly so that somebody else can but um my number I think that's a unanimous i think uh yeah. yeah my number one actually i think comic of the year has been nimona the web comic that's coming out from harper collins in 2015 but is currently just on the web on the web incredibly fun to read has a somehow a comic set a comment section that's hilarious and not horrible. I don't know how that happened, but properly there you go. moderated, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just get rid of all the bad shit, right? <laughs> I have no idea. But it, in any case, it's a lot of fun to read, and it's totally worth following on the web for, honestly, for the comment comment section, which <laughs> blows my mind that that could ever happen. But there you go. Oh, that's your number one. You. Oh, it's on me. Oh, okay. So I want to give it, I want to start off by giving an honorable mention to JL8 with Justice League 8. It's a web comic. It's like like bi-weekly I think the 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 strips come out and it's it's not a uh it's done in a similar fashion of like Peanuts and Garfield like that mm-hmm. like your oh, Sunday it's the Sunday kids one. Huh. And it's hilarious it's like, like yes baby so superman it's baby. Justice League so it's Justice League and they're 8 years old Justice and, League babies. And, yes and they're and they're <laughs> in and they're in school and they wear their outfits to school. It, I mean, it's 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 funny because they take all these personalities and they baby babyize them, babyfy them, babyfy them, babyfy them, babyfy them, right? Babality. One of the one of the <laughs> most one of the most hilarious issue um, strips, and I think and you probably saw it if you follow me on Facebook, and you, which all of you do, when right? But Aquaman's um, pet goldfish dies. No, no, it doesn't really happen. It's, it's a, it's of course, it's a Batman one, and he gets put in time out, right? <laughs> and he's sitting there on this bench, and he's like, "It's so, it's so cold and dark. It's like a smorgasbord of brooding." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, yes." And the teacher's like, "All right, Bruce, you can come out." He's like, five more minutes, please." <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, it's he's just, it's so, it's just That's so great. great. The very special episode where Bruce gets taken out of class to find out that his parents have been killed. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's there's that. There's one where he's standing on a slide and he's holding up the line, and and uh, Wonder Woman's like, "Hey, Bruce, can you be vigilant somewhere else?" Like, it's just, <laughs> it is great. It's funny. It's it's just. It's it, actually pretty good. Yeah, you, it's definitely worth a read, and and that's my honorable mention. I feel um, kind of sad that um, that. Scotty Young is uh, is Marvel exclusive because I feel like Scotty Young would draw that oh, fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, the art style is pretty similar. <laughs> the art style, is it? Yeah, okay. it is. It is. Um, so now on to the my top five. The I'm going five. To, Jesus, it, not really. You it, did like it, seventeen. It's not. It's not really. It's not. I'm, and I really don't want to say in any like one through five, but I'll just say my top five. Um, pretty deadly, of course. So that's unanimous. Whoop, whoop. Um, of course, it's only like three issues in. But the art, the art, the art, and the writing are great together. They definitely, um, they definitely work very well together. The story is weird enough that you you don't get lost, and but you want to keep you're compelled to follow it. You want to keep reading because you want to know kind of what's going on. Um, it's got a it's got an Obi Wan Kenobi esque character in it. The 
and um, that that also the the old like the old wise man who's like blind but mysteriously he can do all this stuff like a uh, book of Eli type character, and um, it's just it's just uh, every every time I read an issue, there's like a new plot twist that just one that makes me want to just keep reading. Like there's nothing bad I can say about it. I'm I've started reading issue one, and I added it to my list immediately. And I and I and I just keep picking it up, and I don't want to stop reading. So, that's definitely there. Uh, Rick Remender's Captain America. I the first trade or the first well, that's the first trade. The first year, I want to say, um, the the uh, the 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 where they're in the world with Artem Zola, where he gets kidnapped by uh, by Artem Zola. <laughs> that storyline was just awesome. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. Um, you know, they Captain America. The way he's portrayed is vintage. Is like vintage Cap. You know, just uh, patriotic. Doesn't quit. He has so much to live for. Just when you think he's down and out, I mean, he goes through so much, and he just keeps getting up. And I think this is what readers really just love about. If you're a Captain America fan, this is what you love about Captain America. He there's no um, there's there's no deviation from that vintage. Captain America that you could say people grew up loving and that we continue to love. So they kept that personality intact. Um, the uh, on the first the first twelve or I think the first eight is uh, what John Romita Jr. No, um, yeah, that's John, right, John Romita Jr. Which is great with Rick Remender. It's it's like it. I really can't say enough great things about that book. And um, I believe me and Luke start. We started reading it at the same time, correct? Yeah, I think we yeah, started we, at issue one. We, and yeah, we both started at issue one. I, I gave th- up when John Romita Jr. is not, and, right. I, and I don't think I should have actually, because I've heard good things about it, the storyline with Nuke that came afterwards. Yes, it's 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 good. It's just really good, and the art's not bad either. Like yeah. I, I I was surprised when I looked at the new artist, and I'm like, oh, this is actually no, pretty right. Decent. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And I kept reading. It. I was like, okay, it's 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 still worth it. Yeah. Um, I'll probably pick it up in trades because at some point in the future they will do something like they've got you know Brubaker Omnibuy yeah. for it. I'm sure they'll do a they'll do a Remender Cap Omnibus yeah. at some point. So um, so the next one that I wanted to talk about, and I, I guess these kind of go together. There was a six the six issue Thanos and the six issue Infinity Saga. The Thanos the Thanos miniseries I thought was great. I think it was an excellent origin for Thanos. Probably one of the best origins that I've like heard Thanos about. Thanos Rising, Imperative. Thanos Rising. Oh, yeah, Thanos Rising. It was, it was awesome from the time that he's born as a child. I mean, it's, it's did almost. You, did you say Imperative? Imperative. Imperative. No, imperative. I, I thought imperative. you said Imperative. What's that? Thanos Imperative. Thanos Imperative. Yeah, that wasn't an origin. That was, that, but it was an actual book. Right? That was a book. Yes, okay, but cool. It wasn't I, I don't feel so stupid now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the Thanos Imperative. That was more like Thanos is a problem. We need to deal with him. Kind of. Adventures yeah. of Smackbar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos Ultimatum. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanos Identity. But um, the origin story gives you a reason. It's almost like uh, it's modeled. It's modeled very closely after like uh, what's the movie Psycho? It's it's okay. it's it gives you a reason why this character. It's almost like a classic American um, serial killer story because everything that happens to him, he you know drives him to be this this madman. I mean, when you're when your mother tries to kill you at birth and you remember that, that's pretty significant. I and think the fact that you survive is more significant than well, you both, remember. Really? Well, the well the one part was that he. Um, well, when his mother tried to kill him, the doctor stopped stopped uh. her. Like when she took the scalp, tried to take the scalpel to his neck, and he remembers this. You know, what I mean, he remembers his mother tries to kill him, and then because of his the way he looks, um, he uh, he's actually Thanos is part. Uh, I forget the Marvel term for it, but his grandfather is Kronos. Okay, so he's like a uh, what is what's the word Titan demigod? Yeah, he's he's like but he looks different from everybody else on the planet Titan, and so they ostracize him because of this. And um, this is another thing that drives him into this like this good recipe for it's yeah it's like your mother violence. tries to kill you you you're ostracized as a child you're smarter than everybody like he is he is you're showing the traits of a god a and you look slightly different than everyone else let's exactly. ostracize you it's because that's going to end up well right. I mean, they drive him into. They pretty much drive him into this madness, and then he um, visualizes or creates this character, this uh, uh, of death to worship. And I mean, 
why are you not going to become a serial killer that wants to destroy everything? I mean, it's a great read. If you have not read Thanos Rising, definitely pick it up. If you don't pick it up for the for the actual story, pick it up because the covers and the, alt- the alternate covers are fucking awesome. Didn't we call it like the Binding of Thanos? Yeah, when we were <laughs> because that's what it binding sounded like. <laughs> that was it was it was great. And then to follow that up, that led into the Infinity, the Infinity story, which uh, spread across a couple of Marvel now now titles: the New Avengers. Uh, and some other crap that I don't Guardians read. Of the galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Ugh. Um, that's the worst. That's the worst of 2013 right there. But anyway, um, thank God they're making a movie. Yeah, right. So Infinity. One of them's a fucking raccoon. Yeah, yeah. one's a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the raccoon would be played by the midget from Jackass. <laughs> Although they did, they did, uh, it did generate one of the best memes of 2013, which was the the. Uh, uh, DC says that Wonder Woman oh, is yeah. too hard to make into a movie, and yeah. Marvel says we've got a we've raccoon got a, with a machine a gun, a raccoon <laughs> with a machine gun, and a tree, and a, and a wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, ridiculous! But um, Infinity was great. Uh, Thor—that's one of the books that I've seen Thor in. That I, one of the few books I've seen Thor, in, and I really enjoyed his character. I'm not a huge Thor fan. I know we talked about this before because mm-hmm. um, I believe you're a fan of like the Mighty Thor. I think that was the one you really liked. The one that Fraction was Fraction, writing yeah. was good, and I like uh, I like some of the old Simonson stuff. Right. But I'm uh, not a huge Thor fan yeah. in general. Either. I definitely wasn't a fan of Thor when he had to hit the staff on the ground to kind of change. That was uh, I thought that was really horrible when when he was Robert yeah, Blake. Robert, <laughs> Robert yeah. Blake with the our staff. With the, oh, it becomes Majorn. Yeah, <laughs> Milnir. It's Milnir. Milnir to me. Silent J, jackass. Yes. Come on, Milnir, Norse. Yeah, learn your. You need, you need to work. You need to work on your Asgardian. All right. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm the, not Viking enough. One of the, for one this of the Thor states that he is not a Viking. But my favorite, my favorite book is uh, Batman, Snyder, and Capullo. That mm-hmm. that book is just that to me. That's the best creative team that I'm that I'm definitely reading, and one of the best creative teams in comics, if not the best right now. They are in sync. They are in sync so hard, they're all, they have to be like Siamese twins or something. Are you shocked by his, his choice, Andy? I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I'm, I'm not no, shocked. Am I nobody's shocked? Nobody's shocked. Are you shocked? No. I'm nobody shocked. Should be, nobody should be shocked. I was actually surprised more Batman hadn't come up yet. Everybody knows <laughs> Everybody knows that I have an unhealthy unhealthy obsession for uh, anything involving Bruce Wayne and his moniker. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> the only thing I do not like about that book is his fucking haircut. And, uh, and, and Capullo, if you're, if you're listening to me, he needs a really fucking good haircut because that high and tight or fucking high fade or whatever the fuck he's got, <laughs> that shit is fucking stupid. <laughs> Batman, Bruce Wayne would get clowned if he fucking went anywhere with that haircut. So That's why he's got the bat hat. Yeah, he definitely needs a fucking, he needs to rock a fedora or something because <laughs> it's fucking horrible. <laughs> like seriously, start drawing. Every time you draw him from now on, draw him with a fedora. That would be, awesome. <laughs> <That'd> be classic. <laughs> that would I like be it. awesome. But those are my, those, those are my picks. For Andy? 2013. All right, I'm going to try and bang these out real quick. Honorable mention goes <laughs> to uh, Mateo Scalera for Black Science. Number five is going to be Buzzkill by Donny Cates and Mark Resnick or Ricknick. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce his <laughs> last name. That book is great. That's the one with the, the guy the, who I, gets his superpowers from, from drinking. Dr- from drinking. And, and he's trying God. to not he's, be an alcoholic. He starts right? out at oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I, I don't want to go into that. No, it's, it is <laughs> phenomenal. Um, Curtis J. Weeb and Rock Upchurch for Rat Queens. Rat Queens! That's number three. Uh, Absolution Rubicon by Christos Gage and Daniel get um that's my number two and number one is matt fractions hawkeye because fuck you pizza dog what's what's absolution <laughs> what's absolution rubicon about uh it's a sequel to absolution where there's a superhero who finally gets fed up with the system and just starts killing criminals so he's being hunted oh by, so damian wayne uh. um not really uh it's there's a special unit on the police force that has just super powered beams huh. and uh, the first volume is they're trying to figure out like you know as the reader that he's killing off these people, but the rest of the police force doesn't know, and they're trying to figure out who this person is who's killing all these criminals. So it's sort of omniscient between... Yeah. and he turns himself in at the end of the parties. first one and then um, gets out at the second one hmm. and fights huh. this guy who's literally... He, can, he continuously evolves to become immune to things. Oh, so doomsday. Kind of, but he just looked like a normal dude who's a serial killer. Um, they're great books. Uh, Christos Gage is a phenomenal writer. I'm always caught off guard by just how good he does 
dialogue in general where you don't feel like you're reading something. You just feel like you're part of a conversation and you're watching it. That's awesome. That's um, nice. As far as webcomics go, Wish You Were Here. Hmm. It's on year two now. Uh, volume four is going to come out pretty soon. Um, but uh, Oh, my God. What the fuck is his name? Oh, my brain hurts. Whatever. Uh, just look up Cross Comic. It's the first thing that pops up. That's really good. And I'm done. You didn't mention Pretty Deadly after all of that I know, build up. Him all and that and build up. Him and in Hod. You skipped Pretty Deadly altogether. All that, all that, all that build. Buzzkill, Pretty Deadly. Okay, so uh, honorable mention: Black Science, all that build Buzzkill, up Pretty Deadly, Rat Queens, pretty. Absolution, Hawkeye. Um, and and I'm, I'm I'll I'll throw my hat in the ring for Pretty Deadly. That comic is phenomenal, and it's it's so hard to describe. Because yeah. it's so... It's a supernatural wild west, western. Sure, but in when you say that... surreal character. So like a it's better sort of Jonah Hex. Surreal with this kind of like lyrical writing style that yeah. makes it really different. Like, all so. my money's going to the Fraction Deconic household, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending your kids through school. I'm paying their tuitions it's in cool. a few years. Cool. Whatever, that's all right. I Maybe want... it's a, like lyrical, fairy tale western... Supernatural. I don't know. I'm trying to throw more yeah. adjectives. Supernatural at it. Western. That's all you need to know. <laughs> A flood of adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So over the last couple of weeks, we have been reading Woo! the five issue miniseries of Flashpoint. This is Eddie's suggestion, of Hell course, yeah. because he's our DC guy. I am. Um, it is. It was the basically the end of the standard DCU. It was yes. like one of the last things that they published before the New Fifty Two. Uh, that was part of the of the main universe. Yes. Um, it is a story about uh, Barry Allen as the Flash mm-hmm. uh, basically gets dumped out of his own timeline somehow. We don't know how at the very beginning of the book. He just wakes up and things are different. Um, and well, things... He, he did it. He, we don't find that out till later, though. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like okay. At the beginning yeah. of the book, he just wakes up in a different right. timeline. He can still remember things from his original timeline, but the whole book kind of is him trying to put things right and find out why they're wrong. Right. At the same time, his memories keep getting rewritten because of the right. the change in the timeline, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Yeah. Um, Differs from the movie in that the movie, in the very beginning, they they show you what happens. The, oh, really? The book you have to read on to figure out why the timeline has changed. In the very beginning of the movie, they, they show you that. It's funny because that's kind of a key p- point in the way that the miniseries is written like that's yeah. a finding that out is payoff like, cause like um and and there will be a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode but fucking spoilers um the whole point is that at the beginning of this he doesn't know and then through you know th- from when he hits the button on his ring mm-hmm. and fucking Professor Zoom's suit, comes, suit out. comes out that's when he's like holy shit Professor Zoom fucked me over and See, then only later does he find out that that's not the case he fucked himself over yeah. for great justice so so one of the we- <laughs> one of the weirdest things that I want to talk about though is the fact that Flash suffers from pretty much the same shit I think Spider-Man suffers from and that his villains really fucking suck like Okay, so Central City must be... The best thing they can come up with is reverse flash. I mean, it's just... <laughs> well, well, a yellow Boomerang suit with a red lightning Captain bolt Boomerang. and a black circle. Central City has the most fucking ice villains per capita. <laughs> like, fucking... Are they because, in the Midwest? Because Dr. He will, Freeze, Captain Cold. Because somebody that the fast chiller. is going to slip and fall <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, oh. The ice cube machine. Why doesn't he have a banana-themed villain? Come on now. He should. He He should. I think Grodd is his banana, <laughs> Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> like, it's just, every, all his, like, seriously, his villains really fucking just suck. Like, what, what do they call them? They call them the uh, the rogues. And it's just, sure. Yeah, like, oh, fuck, they just suck. But anyway, so I will say this. The story behind um, Thawne, between Professor Zoom, is very interesting in that he he's, a, he's Flash's villain before Flash even knows this. Like, so, yeah. so Zoom is a guy from the future who know, who knows that Flash exists because he's from the future, so he's seen all the monuments and stuff like that. Becomes obsessed with Flash, becomes obsessed with get, getting Flash's powers, and then basically comes back in time, and now he's like Flash's greatest villain. It's So let me get this straight, because I don't read a lot of the DC Universe, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I gleaned from this book was that... Um, 
you know, the, the original origin of the Flash, him like getting struck by lightning and like chemicals and all this blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they kind of half retconned that into turning it into the Speed Force stuff that he's able to tap, right? right. And from what I gleaned from this, the way that the story works is that every time he uses his powers, he's not only tapping into, but creating more speed force. Is that right? So by the time the 25th century or whatever comes around and this reverse slash guy, there is like a a store of speed force that he taps into. Is so that how it- I kind of remember, uh, like when I got to that point in the book, I was like, I, I had to put it down for half a second, take a <laughs> breath and be like, science, how does it work? And then be like, no, 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 we're in the DC universe. Magic is more important than science. Moving That's right. on. Um, well, the thing is, is I would say, I would say yes. And I would say no. The reason is because he, so in the book to get his powers back, he, st- he gets zapped by, he has to recreate that event, right? Yeah. He fucks it up horribly the first time, <laughs> and I mean, it's pretty it's pretty graphic. The thing is, I'll say this: the difference, one of the differences in the book and the movie is that they explain that because of his powers, that everything with him is speeded up. So his recovery, like you yeah. know, recovery from injuries and all yeah. that stuff, he heals faster. However, he still stays burned for a while. Like, yeah. in in the book, in the movie, like he freaking as soon as he gets his powers back, he heals so he explain that this is an animated movie, correct? Yes. Like okay, yeah, because you keep saying movie, and it's and I don't think we've mentioned that it's animated it, it is, so people yes. are going to be like wait a minute oh, what, 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 is this a flashpoint yeah. movie yeah. yeah it came yeah. in between uh, superman and batman yeah it was uh, the flash movie three uh, people saw it it was worse than et yeah um <laughs> it's yeah right yeah but um the uh, when he recreates the event the the thing is what's what's weird is that they show um after he recreates the event and gets his powers back there's a point portion towards the end of the book where there's I don't know. I guess there's people. I don't really understand. There's people over the centuries that have been able to tap into the speed force, and these speed force gods are talking to him and telling him how, like, he is. I guess he's the chosen one of the speed force that's supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, just take it into this new level. And I guess that's how. Yeah. I. Um, however, but more than one speedster siphons off. Like, right. So that's why. That's why one of the. Um, there's a problem with uh, more than one speedster being in the same timeline. Because like um, there's a guy from the future, Impulse. He's another speedster. He's like a distant cousin of the Allens. He's, he's okay. Allen. Well, if more than one speedster occupies that timeline, they're all siphoning off that speed force, which doesn't allow them to go as fast. Hmm. So, so he can only run like 300 miles an hour. Right. So apparent. So the thing is that if he's the only, if there's one speedster in a timeline, you can effectively time travel because you can fully tap into the speed force. Yeah. More than one speedster. There's two. Yeah, yeah, if, if like, there's two, you it's can impossible. run real fast. You can run real fast, it. but you can't time travel. Gosh, I <laughs> first question that I have. I'm in. I'm listening. He talks about his suit. Yes, and it's able to be stored in a ring. Yep. Don't care about that because yep. that's you know that's comic book physics. Yep. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's got a little ring of holding. Whatever the ring of holding. The friction. <laughs> it's a frictionless suit. Yes. I'm assuming not on the soles of his shoes, though, because <laughs> he runs real they fast. They mentioned, yeah, he just runs real fast, but doesn't move because it's frictionless. How does he pick stuff up? Because, like, if his fingers are frictionless, how does he actually have? How's he able to hold things? I, I uh. he he he's got he's Zen man. He has control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, I'm he's assuming it's frictionless, like, except for the little rubber pads on his fingertips. Or no, 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 no. He's like, constantly <laughs> readjusting his grip on everything. No, it's just well, I so think it's just it the like portions. I think it's just the portions of the suit that would rub when you you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that's. And the, the, the reason I bring this up is because we, we were having this discussion. I, I had mentioned earlier that we just watched Amazing Spider-Man, and I and I rewatched part of uh part of the original. Not original, but the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man <laughs> movie. I, I like that movie. Uh, but um, one of the things that always comes up, especially in the movie version, is how the fuck does he stick to walls through his gloves? <laughs> how does this fucking happen? Doesn't his... He has little hairs that stick On, out through them? Sure. In the... In the in the original, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, uh-huh. they show the they little show like the yeah. spiky feeler yep. hair thingies, and I'm okay with that. In the Amazing Spider-Man, they don't. They never they never explain that in the comic book. So it's always just like his like and it in both his and in I both mean, movies they show his hands, his bare hands sticking to shit, yeah. and him finding out like I can't let this <laughs> yeah. go. But, but they never Man explain. May, I, I don't know where this porn came <laughs> from, but <it's> stuck <laughs> <to> my <head. laughs> <laughs> that has nothing well, to do like, with my it's, powers. It's the same thing where like he'll be sitting up on a wall with his back to the wall, just sticking there, and, right. I, and he's got shoes on. Yeah, I, 
that yeah that's something that's like we're just they anyway. stay away from that they yeah stay, and the, okay it's unexplainable it's like let's just science let's ignore it. <laughs> so i think, I think what i'm gonna i think what i would like to do here is i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be i think the dissenting opinion here because i didn't like this book what and i'm gonna talk about it a little bit and i'm, I'm gonna get my i'm gonna get my ranting out of the I'm way first no i, I want to actually hear your rant i'm gonna get my ranting out of the way first and then let you guys talk about the positive stuff at the end so that we end on an up note okay um, not violence instead of instead of a luke hates everything note <laughs> um there were things that I liked about this alternate universe. Okay. I liked the concept of the family of kids that turn into Shazam instead of the one kid. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea um, because there has always kind of been this thing with Shazam that he's got this kind of multiple personality kind Captain of thing going Thunder. on, <laughs> and it would be it would be interesting to explore that character more yes. with the family of people and see if they if they were to talk about like when he's in Captain Thunder form, if there are actually seven distinct personalities in his head at the time, mm-hmm. like vying for control. Right. That would be fun to that would be fun to read, but we don't get to read that because it's an Elseworlds title. Um, there's spinoffs. Well, I don't know if there's a Shazam one or not. There is. There's a. There, the, yeah. There, like a, there's a Superman. I know there's a Superman. There's a Batman. There's a. Have you got this page saved? There's like four okay. or five. There's like four or five Flashpoint books that talk about the individual stories of different characters. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that I just did not... Okay, so I'm going to go off onto the tangents for a minute here. Um, so Flashpoint happened at the same time as, uh, let's say, 10 different other side Flashpoint stories sure. following yes. the main characters. I don't know what the chronology of that is because there's some distinct events that happen at the end of this book that I'm like, okay, so I know that the Batman story happened somewhere in the middle of this, but it doesn't really seem like there was time for Batman to go off and do his own thing in the middle of this I don't book. Even, no, I don't even think it was in the middle. What it was is that it's it happened in that universe. So this flash this this particular book is the universe from Barry Allen's perspective. So right. what he goes through. Batman, everybody knew who Batman was. Yeah. Like he, in he that universe really, because really right. Because Barry Allen asked somebody, he's like, Well, where's Bat they're like does he anybody asked his mom. Yeah, he asked his mom and she's like, Oh, Batman? Yeah. Of course like, I've heard of Batman. Yeah, of course I've heard of Batman. Thomas Wayne? Yeah. So it's I it's, imagine it's, his identity is as protected as Bruce Wayne's was, which I don't think so. Oh, really? You yeah. think he's mm. out and out? Why does he have the Batcave then? Because he's Batman, I don't know. Yeah, he's a, a Otherwise, drunk he would have to start tower if he wanted everyone to know who he was. Because he still owns the mansion, and yeah. the mansion had the cave underneath mm-hmm. it. I guess. Because <laughs> I guess that's no, awkward he, to it, sell. He did the same. No, he did the same thing. It's just because Bruce dies instead of his dad dying. It he just becomes Batman. It, I do. I do wonder where is Alfred. Alfred isn't needed. No so what's to, he doing with his life then? I want to know where old Alfred is and if he's like... He's a butler for someone else who's much less exciting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, actually, his, it I seems like his life just crashed. It's like I think his wife left him because they really don't say... If, Martha's well, the Joker. She becomes Didn't the she, Joker. Yeah. So she I, left, think, I think died. she killed Alfred. <laughs> she might okay, have. Yeah, like she might there have. So I think most of my problems with this book um, stem from the same problems that I just have with the DCU in general. Uh, I think... I think there. I think there's no delicate way to put this. I think the characters are fucking stupid. What? I like. I like the core DC Universe characters. I like Wonder Woman. I like the Flash. I like uh, Batman. I the like Justice League. I, I like Batman. I'm. I, I'm okay with Superman. I fucking hate Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> Sector two eight one four. Every side character is retarded to me. I hate. I, I hate the names. I hate their <laughs> look, like yes. the enchantress looking like a Batman character out of is. Wicked, yes. and not the not the book, the musical. They stole it. Um, they stole enchantress from from Marvel. It's like it's like the same enchantress that's in Asgard. Yeah. Um, I I like the way that they just the way they name characters like element. What is it? Element woman or element girl? Element girl is is uh. Like a lot of these characters are either gender or like some kind of maybe sometimes even gender palette swaps or just in general because sure sure yeah. so no I understand that but I'm just um, for, first off Luke there is a delicate way to put it perhaps DC could have developed these characters more over the past seventy years right that that's and that's the well thing done. like I. <laughs> They stuck, they stuck with their core. A, that's the thing. I think there is a place for what DC does. It's not 
on my bookshelf, though. It's um, the, the madhouse. Thing, the, well, the thing <laughs> the is, asylum. the thing is, is that um, oh, over Deep the years, the libraries of Alan Moore. Over the years, <laughs> DC has has developed, or Marvel has kind of changed with the times and developed this more. We've talked about this before. It's kind of a, a more for lack of a better term, realistic approach to the way they handle their superheroes and their mutants and everything. Um, they kind of modernize things as as they go. DC does not. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because they DC is the most comic booky of comic book worlds that exists. They the characters are goofy, they they're goofy names, they have goofy rogues galleries, they have President Lex Luthor in a suit of giant green armor, like stupid shit. And <laughs> they have fucking Gorilla Garad, okay. That's what makes it entertaining. Um, Solomon Grundy and it, Gorilla Garad yeah, make DC Solomon. work. It and makes it it makes it fun entertaining. And I that's think. the thing. Like for some and that's why I'm saying that it's not that I'm saying that they're wrong in doing the way doing it the way they do it. I'm saying that it that I don't like it, mm. and and that just came out even more uh, with this because certain one of the things that I, there, I there's several things I didn't like like the whole speed force thing. I'm just like, wow, that sounds really stupid. Um, <laughs> and then Tell us how it's you really a little feel, bit wonderflonium or right? unobtainium. Unobtainium is the, the greatest thing, metal ever known. Unobtainium. Ever unknown to man. And the thing, unobtainium. Uh, the thing that really, I think one of the things that oddly enough really bothered me was the recreation of the accident that created him because it's <laughs> like, was it was just like, Oh, I need my powers. I know exactly how it happened, and I'm going to do it again. And you knew exactly what chemicals. And that's exactly. one of the things. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this jar, this jar, mm, none of that. Put them um, next this, to me, next to an electric this, chair, yeah. and get me and on the lightning. And, me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's just like one of the things that I like about comic books and superhero stories specifically is I like the concept that when someone gains their powers it's a one off it's it's like this it's like this confluence of crazy shit that all happens at once that gives this person their powers and if you get into a world where anybody can just recreate powers just because they know how it happened the first time like it would be like, hey, this guy got bit by a radioactive spider. The U.S. military would irradiate entire colonies of spiders and just have them biting people left well, and right here, to give so, people so powers. So here's the deal, though. See, like and, if, you take, if you take that, the, the thing is, is that particularly – so if you take the spider, it only happened because of something unique in that DNA. It wouldn't have had sure. the same effect. So here I, – the reason why I, under, I, I, I agree with you. That whole thing is fucking goofy. However, I, I can understand it. Because we know that Professor Zoom did the same thing because he he mm-hmm. was so obsessed with Flash, he figured out how he got his powers. So I, I can understand that, w- well, one, Zoom is a scientist, and Barry Allen is a very smart guy. He's a forensic scientist. Sure. So I can buy it. I don't, I don't agree with it. I'm going to agree with you in saying it's yeah. stupid, but I can buy it. And that's, that's part of, and you just mentioned the last thing that I was going to mention, is, is it's part of that naming thing. Professor fucking Zoom, Professor Zoom, and the best and the best alternate name that they can come with him is Reverse Flash, and it's it's instead of a red suit with a with a with a a yellow yellow lightning bolt and a white circle, it's a yellow suit with with a red red lightning lightning bolt and a black black circle. circle. (laughs) And I'm just like, really? That's the best you can fucking do. I mean, DC did come up with the original Bizarro World, so yeah, it's traditional. Hey, look, I mean, you know what? Marvel does. I mean. DC and Marvel do the same shit when it comes to naming. Some of the naming, sometimes, are just yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, I, and and a lot of the, and that's the thing. A lot of the Marvel stuff that has stuck around for years was, um, you know, Stan Lee's uh, alliterative character names: Peter Parker, Reed Richards. You know, First all of, yeah. Yep, um, Susan Storm. Yeah, <laughs> like everything is just. Yeah. But. Doctor, but I don't know. There's just something that <laughs> that something that drags me out of. Uh, the DC universe okay. when I'm I get to a certain point in this book and I literally there there's like three or four oh come on <laughs> moments right what go ahead I would like to have a happy fun literary theory corner for a moment if I may sure please and so, please I want to hear what you thought so there's there's a Russian Russian literary theorist whose last name is Todorov and whose first name I'm not even going to attempt um, who talks about fantastic fiction. And he breaks stuff down a little bit into the fantastic uncanny, which is like stuff that can eventually be explained by science. Like it may, you know, 
look weird and strange and totally freak you out and stuff. But there's some kind of scientific rationale. And that's where Marvel lives. Like, we've got genetics to explain mm-hmm. the X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know, there's radioactivity to explain the Hulk. All of this stuff. And then there's the fantastic Marvelous. Ironically, not Marvel, but DC occupies the space of the fantastic Marvelous, where... Again, it's more about magic, though the stuff is just part of the world. I actually think that the the Flash trying to like recreate his experiment that made him himself was kind of... It was silly of the character in a way because it's like trying to exist in the world of the uncanny and they're like, well, this is science. Clearly we can repeat this experiment. And in the end, the thing that turns him back into Flash is not his own very careful whatever. It's like getting struck by a very godlike it's, second it's lightning bolt. It's a fucking stupid... It, it is like... It's a fucking stupid like mess of chaos that you... It's like... It's, 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 like, it's like the events... It's like an accident... The same accident happening at the same intersection, like day after day after day after day. Yeah. It's like, come on, man! How does that shit happen that many times? So the one thing that the one thing I feel about this flashpoint, are you? Are I'm you, good. I'm okay. good. Um, the one thing that I felt about this when I read it, um, putting all of the other stuff aside, putting the oh come on moments and the things <laughs> that I don't like about the DCU, <laughs> I actually felt like this was too short for the story they were trying to tell in Definitely, it. Definitely, yes. Um, because I felt like there was a lot of things they could have explored over like an 8 to 10 issue miniseries. Um, like go into more depth about the war between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And I think um, that's the purpose of the other Flashpoint books. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, so, that might be. Right. And, I don't and think I didn't... Flash's story would carry for 8 to 10 issues. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the, the world is That's the point of the other books so that you can get into the Superman story. Okay. You can get into the... So they do it. They just... You have to just get the it, other... But it's a standard crossover event like right. every other thing. Mm-hmm. So my question to you being the DCU guy, it seems to me like... Um, they use Flashpoint to explain the new 52 in one very specific spot mm-hmm. where they have the discussion and it's it's in two parts. Um, at one point, Barry Allen says it and then at one point, it's, it's in the discussion between Professor Zoom and Flash um, where they're saying, um, you know, they, he went back in time and changed something. Uh, but going back in time and changing it back could cause its own fucking ripples and its own problems. And it seems to me that that was their explanation, that Flash went back in time, changed his own history, fucked everything up. Mm -hmm. He went back in time and changed it back, but maybe not quite right. Maybe it's mostly the same, Mm -hmm. but it's not really the same. And that seems to me like that's their... That's their retcon moment. That's their moment where they're like, the new 52 is kind of the same, but it's not really the same. Well, you got to think that something would happen for because they show Flash catching up to himself in the, in the Speed Force. The I, fucking, you, what are they called? Transdimensional treadmill or whatever the fuck is called? That, <laughs> trans- that was one of my, oh, come on moment. Transdimensional treadmill. That's you mean, awesome. Just like, That's you mean awesome. the one that was right next to the, uh, the Euclidean elliptical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Transdimensional trend. I, I don't that know. That is awesome. I was just like, that's that was one of my moments. Now I want to go on a tangent where I want to. Now I want to go on a tangent where I create all these else else world fucking machines in a gym. You said the Euclidean elliptical. <laughs> I, was gonna, awesome. I was gonna go with something. Like, it's just <laughs> the bro, the Bromenian Bromenian incline bench. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Schrodinger's box jumps. There, yes. Ah, <laughs> nice and. Uh. Yeah, I. Uh, so, so anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> the part where he catches up to himself, Luke first catches of, up to himself Luke, running in place. Luke, yeah, I have, look, I have to agree with you. There are, there are some goofy <laughs> fucking things in this fucking book. Yeah. I, I it, it did it for me. I don't know why it just did it for me. But he catches himself. He knocks himself. He tackles himself. So he knocks himself off of that. That kind of right there just makes sense. That there's a moment. Seems like something, there's like by him doing by yeah. him even doing that. He was already in the process of altering the timeline. Exactly. And when he tackled himself, the ripples got the ripples went out from that event right. and so, still changed. So his mother things. still his mother still died, however, because he tackled himself off of the timeline yeah. he was already changing, it fucked Stepped on a up. butterfly in the past and it, the Nazis won World exactly. War. Exactly. Well they also explain like, it they also explain it. There's a point where he's having a conversation with Batman and he says I still have the memories from the other timeline along yep. with my current memories, which explains things like 
Barbara Gordon getting shot and paralyzed, but being able to walk again eventually, mm-hmm. as opposed to the old old universe, she just became Oracle and she was permanently paralyzed. So it, right. it it's like things things that you remember happen. I think that's the that was the whole purpose. It tells you that things that you remember from the old universe happen, but just not exactly it the gives, way you remember them. They were doing their best to give themselves carte blanche to change it You're however right. they felt like changing it and not change things they didn't You're feel right. like changing. It's give the same exact it's the exact same thing that they did with the reboot of Star Trek. Instead of completely rebooting the universe like they should have, they made it a, they connected it to the existing Star yeah. Trek universe via a time travel wormhole yep. so that now they can say everything's different, but it's not entirely, it's not different. entirely different. Like we change the actors, but we don't have to change all the storyline. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of the same thing. It's their yeah. version of being like, eh, we're kind of retconning stuff, yeah. but we're just changing the numbers. Really, yeah, that's true. Andy, you've been. V- I'm just very so quiet. fucking confused by this book. I'm not. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. You have to. I. I, I mean, I read it twice. I, like I said, I read it. I read, I, ended up, I read it three times, and then I watched it simultaneously with the movie. And I've watched the movie like three or four times. The movie is a lot straight, more straightforward and easier to understand, obviously, than the book. But you have you. you there's a lot of things you have to. You have to read the book, like. Like so, when you guys started your conversation, I'm like, okay, so I think I've got this, and I'm I'm just gonna go and skim through real quick to make sure that I get all the key points, and then I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense, and then I go a few, you know, a few pages more. I'm like, wait, wait if that happened, but, and it it was just a fucking rabbit hole that I went down where I'm like, I don't understand why these people are fighting anymore. I, I have no idea. I, all I know is that um, Wonder Woman killed. Uh, Aquaman's wife when Aquaman's wife tried to assassinate Wonder Woman it never says why they started fighting in the first place I'm not sure uh, oh no important. okay yeah, no that okay is that another thing that takes place in the individual book yeah so this it's really honestly the whole reason why this war starts is really fucking stupid too okay so Aquaman cheats on his wife with Wonder Woman his wife watches them have sex right so wa- sees it happening Later, when Aquaman leaves the bedroom to get himself a frothy beverage, <laughs> the queen, the queen comes in there with her Atlantean magic and thinks he's gonna fucking assassinate Wonder Woman, huh? Silly fucking Atlantean, you must have fucked up because this queen of the Amazons is gonna behead you. So that's 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 what happens. She sees them. Aquaman goes to the fridge. She comes in to try to kill Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman promptly cuts her fucking head off and takes her crown. And then that's why in the book she says, well, you're wearing her crown as... Yeah, as, as a trophy, right? As a trophy. And she's like, no, <laughs> as a warning. Like, don't fuck with me. So that's... Okay. That's why this war starts. I think the reason that that war starts between them, I think it was retarded. I, I personally, I was like, seriously? So wh- Aquaman, you're mad because you cheated and your wife tried to kill the woman that you cheated with and she defended herself and killed her and now you're upset about... Like, it's... It, it makes no sense. It, There's it, just so much part, that I don't The reason the, the war book. is cool, but the reason the war starts is stupid. I yeah. kind of liked it better before I knew why the war started. I'm like, <laughs> oh I assass- just you assassinated, oh you assassinated my mistress. We're going to kill 100 million people. No, no, you, attempt, you attempted, attempted to, to assassinate my mistress, and my mistress promptly cut your fucking head off. And we're going to kill 100 million so now, people. Yeah. Um, they, so they, now I... Now I use the lasso of truth on him. So... You, uh, I, uh, so you want to talk about positives now? Yeah, you guys go ahead because I don't really have much positive okay. to say, and we probably better do it fast because okay. we talked for a I, long I've got some good stuff. Um, like I actually do enjoy the different takes on all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like the rationale behind the war, like I don't understand that exactly, but it is an, an interesting backdrop for this story. Yes, um, you know you've got Aquaman and Wonder Woman, who most people don't think of as you know major power players, but they're wrecking the world when they're fighting against each other. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I don't like the art of Golem Superman, as we discussed I love him. earlier. I love it. But yeah. uh, I like the idea that they're like, oh, shit, this guy's dangerous. Keep him away from the sun forever. Yeah. Um, the sun. I really like the all precious. Super, <laughs> super, super. <laughs> uh, I do like the... Oh, what's the... They've done an interesting job. I don't know if it's a good job. But it's an interesting job of sort of laying out the different groups that would be okay. So if these events changed, then who would be on whose teams? Yeah. Um, 
It all, it what, well, they took all the people that originally were Aquaman's villains yeah. and put them on Ocean Master and Black Mantis and... Uh, or Deathstroke Black, the Terminator. No, Deathstroke's on Lex Luthor's team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but pretty much all the characters, they... It became a point of where there was really no hero or villain. It was about saving Earth. It was about freaking yeah. stopping Wonder Woman and Aquaman from wrecking Earth. I will say I like the fact that this is probably one of the first incarnations of Aquaman that's actually badass and respectful. Yeah. He's just like on murder people, whatever. Yeah, he's not a bitch. <laughs> like seriously, like every, like even the funny thing is they don't show this in the in the book, but in the movie they introduce the characters and they they introduce why Flash wants to actually go back in time. And Aquaman does this thing where he's standing on the pier and to destroy this bomb. He summons these microbes in the ocean, and like he's standing there, he's Hell like, yeah. "I'm sum- I'm summoning ten million microbes right now." And I'm like, "You're no, no, fucking that's great. homo." That's- <laughs> like, I didn't. I, I, it seems my power to summon just, fish is actually Eddie. of use. I'm sorry, but just fucking that. Just yeah, I just didn't. He's a clown, right? But however, in the in in like when he's fighting Wonder Woman, like I'm like wow, Aquaman, you're you're respectable. Like you're fucking shit up with that trident, dude. Like you, you've got this fort, this giant fort. It's like I've got a fort. Yeah, I'm gonna use it on so, your face. I don't read a lot of DC, um, like at all. Uh, I've read some Batman books. I think that's about it. Mm. Uh, and I read that Catwoman book that we read Ugh. for the podcast. Ugh. Was there another DC book that we did for the podcast? Uh, yes, we did Wonder uh, Woman. We did we did Wonder Woman. I missed out on that you, one. Well, you guys also we did, did Animal Man or Animal Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Animal Man's very good. But the, but the point is, I would say my recognition of these characters was at about sixty percent, and there were a good solid forty percent of them that I was just, like, I until they tell me, I have no, I have no idea who you are. I know you were, yeah. However, <laughs> the world itself was totally interesting. Like I, I like you've been saying, I love the fact that Aquaman and Wonder Woman are the two that like come out on top and are just wrecking everything forever and there's a sort of like nice like London Blitz but it's Wonder Woman's fault what I love I love I cold-blooded Wonder Woman I mean she yeah. kills she's one. so badass she I offs the armor. Shazam kid like it's it nobody's no business she's yeah. like and, and somebody's I forget who it is but he's just a child she's like I did like that <laughs> moment because I, li- I like the moment when Enchantress turns on them and blows yes. Captain Thunder apart into his disparate parts and Wonder Woman's literally you could tell the logical thought process of this is the one that's dangerous to me gank right it was, it was, yeah. like, it was done it wasn't a thought she didn't <laughs> brutal. there was no maternal instinct she freaking offs a kid and I doesn't give a fuck and I, and I will it. say it's dar- that's it's brutal one of the positive things I liked about this book because one of the one of my biggest problem with the DC universe is that it's it's a whole bunch of high-powered, disparate, high-powered characters mm-hmm. with their own universes yes. that they're trying to blend, th- yes. and the blending doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What I liked about this one was the only way that they could have ever explained that Wonder Woman and Aquaman were able to do the things they were able to do and able to have this giant war is by taking Superman out of the equation. That's right. And I think that they did a really good job of why Superman I, was out of the I equation. It was awesome. I, That's why I loved it. I, loved I would that actually part. like to see sort of, I don't think they'll ever do it, but like in Elseworlds, like a 12-issue series that's like, okay, let's say Barry Allen goes back in time, changes things, and then completely forgets the original timeline. How does shit play out? Yeah. <laughs> and like expand on everything. This, that would be interesting. This Superman is my favorite because I think that in the real world, this is what that's what would have happened. Yeah. Well, and I like I the think, way that they explained that the the reason it happened the way it did because the reason the way it happens in the normal universe is when his ship crashes, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Exactly. Um now that works in a story that's told in the forties because it's it's feasible that no somebody nobody, that nobody would have seen it, have it seen hit it. Exactly. the earth exactly in, in a modern in the modern day they would have been tracking that motherfucker from as soon space. as it, and, yeah from <laughs> space and, but, and I like the way they change it because instead of hitting in the middle of Kansas that it hits in the middle of fucking metropolis and kills people when it when because it, yeah, yeah and then yeah. and of course the government's going to show Fuck, up and yeah. of course they're going to be like wow this guy's fucking dangerous when he's in the sun because this baby this baby got exposed to the the sun and crushed my hand exactly so we got to lock this it's motherfucker awesome. away the the last part i want to touch on because i know we got to wrap up is the the thomas wayne batman is murderous he, he's he's but he's it. a lot he's a lot rougher like this is the thing what i've noticed a lot of the characters in this one they're less 
I guess you could say dependent on their power. Like they're they're a lot more. The murderous intent is there more. Like Thomas Wayne, he's shooting guns, he's throwing punches. Who does he just drop? Dropping people off, off he's of dropped, buildings. Throwing people oh, off he buildings. Fell. Like he's not um he's and he's, you could tell he's not trained like Bruce Wayne was. Yeah, he like just Bruce much, spent his youth. You know, he picked up. Yeah, Thomas picked up a gun and was like, "I'm gonna fix Gotham." And <laughs> actually, I think that's I think that's that's more realistic. I think I, that's, that's a better. I think I like the way they portrayed that character that way because. I believe um, a child dedicating their life to uh, to fighting criminals because their parents were killed mm-hmm. would ha- would have a much different psychosis than a parent seeking revenge for the exactly. death of their child. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I actually really like the way that they portrayed the, Thomas Wayne. That was I thought I thought I thought that that was great. I think that I think that some of the things in this world are more. I guess you say likely to happen. The Superman, for instance, that's more likely to pan out that way. A Thomas Wayne Batman, you know, my child died. I want that. It's more likely mm-hmm. to pan out that way. Like, I think the current New Fifty Two or even the past universe, just some of the things that happen are just like I don't think that would really ever play out like that. All right. I think that, like we were saying, it kind of depends on the time and when the story was started and where Superman makes sense in the 40s. Like, it, yeah. it wouldn't make sense these days. Right, when, do origin- you know when Flashpoint was written? Flashpoint came out Night. a year and a half ago. Yeah, okay. right. It's right. It's it on was the 2011 cusp, right, yeah, or something. Right before like that, a new, yeah. basically, right before the new 52 started. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, found, I found it interesting that, again, I don't know much about the <laughs> DCU, so this might be totally normal and stuff, but I'm. It's like we get to see Aquaman, we get to see Wonder Woman, we get to see like Cyborg as a legit character who's as doing legit, badass yeah. stuff. Aquaman has his own book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Aquaman, I like the, the inflection on that. Aquaman. Okay. I mean, when I think book. of Aquaman, I think of the Kate Beaton comic where he's like hugging sand on the seashore, being like my ocean. Well, they tra- I well the, the thing is the transition too that they made is that in the new Fifty Two, Aquaman is badass. Uh, that's nice. I'm he's glad so, they're trying well, to like, reclaim him as a character. Before, like, his uh, hand was trapped. He's like, I gotta chop off my hand. Oh. What do I replace it with? This a trident. trident. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He's been an up and down character. I think now he's legit. All right. Before we get too far off on the Aquaman subject, mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and, and jump into Buy, Borrow, Burn. So we'll start with Andy. Borrow. Why do you look like you're pinching off a loaf when you say that? I, know, right? I almost said buy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I really like the, the alternate history, and I wish it would have been expanded upon, but it was a good start. Eddie, I, the expansion is there with the other books, so it's kind of there. It, it's um, I'm gonna I I'd still say uh, I'd still say borrow though. I'd say borrow definitely if you want a more a more linear version of the story that you can probably understand by the animated movie. Okay, I'd say borrow. I mean, I think it's a really a absolutely fun story that's worth reading yeah. and gives interesting depth to the DC universe. I have to say, burn. And I'm saying burn Gosh. because I'm saying burn Gosh, because Gosh, Mickey. <laughs> uh, the only it's too the, condensed. The only thing it's too condensed, and the only things that I can say positive about it are things that I have to extrapolate from very small bits of information that come out, mm-hmm. and there's too much bullshit, goofy, dumbass DCU crap that I don't like. So I'm going to say burn because I don't like the DCU and this is just more of the doofy bullshit that I don't like about the DCU. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Silly kids. <laughs> okay. So for the next few episodes, we are going to be doing, uh, the next Sin-tulo? episode is Sin Titulo, which is Anne's, uh, Anne's re- recommendation, yes. webcomic that just came out in a very nice, beautiful Attractive. hardcover by Dark Horse. Um, that will be actually this is this is the last episode of 2013. So yeah. wow, uh, yeah, the Cintitulu will be our first episode of 2014. Oh. Did we start this in 2010? Happy New uh, Year! No, uh, yes, 2010. Mm-hmm. Jesus, 2010 or fuck at. At latest, it was early eleven. I would have to go back and look. I think we it's started it at an Emerald, Emerald City. City. Yeah, fuck, I don't remember. So anymore. what? It was the Emerald City before I met eleven. Yeah, um, I think it would have been. Yeah. I think it would have been two thousand. I think it would have been Emerald City two thousand eleven. I think is okay, when I was yeah. like, for Luke and I it was sort of a that a makes spin-off. sense. That makes sense. So it was yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, we are we are moving into 2014. Uh, with episode 58 will be Sintitulu. Uh, episode 59 is East of West. That's a Joel recommendation. Hopefully, he'll actually be here for that. <laughs> Uh, show and and we're we're going to do our best for episode 60 to do uh, the entire run of 100 bullets which is 100 All issues 100. it is um, it'll be a long episode it, it'll be a long episode uh, I think and I said this before we'll, we'll keep uh, talking about it uh, until it actually happens uh, every 10th episode we're going to do a long read of something like something like 100 bullets or preacher or uh, bone you know, if, yeah. I think maybe even Cerebus. even by the time episode Lucifer? 70 rolls around we might be able to do the entire run of lock and key yes. because it should be out in trades by Omega. Then. it just ended Omega number two was the last out. issue, and that was this it's last Wednesday. Two, it's a, a two-issue it's, it's It's a two-issue with one long issue. Like, the, the Omega number two is like a triple-length uh, issue, and damn it's, it. it's done. You ruined Andy's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he destroyed his life. And my birthday, you fuck. Why? Because they're next to each other. <laughs> no, I meant, why does that ruin it for you? It's over. Spoiler alert. But that means I can't enjoy more. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, again, Sintitulo, East of West, 100 Bullets. Um, and then looks like after that we've got some things planned out, but we'll, we'll talk about those on the next show. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, which nobody has done yet, uh, so, but we need, some, we need some fan participation we here. Do. So, uh, no fires. one's done for this episode. We have had fan participation. It's true. Well, that's true. Anyway, oh if you want to be a part of the Emerald show, coming back you can send us uh, you can send us email at tradesecretsigrific.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tradesecretspodcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at tradesecretspod. Uh, we are all individually on Twitter. Andy? Mathastrophe. Eddie? Grape Doctor. Ann? Ann Bean Tweets. I am are you going to change that? To Anatron to tweets. Anatron tweets. Anatron tweets. I, no, it's got to be Mrs. Atron. Mrs. I'm, MRS Atron. Mrs. Atron I'm tweets. not literally changing my name, you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, I am at M- Geeky Leaks. Mike Bean tweets. Mike That's Bean, what you need. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to have a joint Twitter account. <laughs> yes, because we were an Archon. We actually merged. There you yes. exactly. merged. Exactly. That explains the married. awkwardly it's, colored glasses. It's a drag. It's a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> exactly. It's a Dragon Ball fusion dance. Yes. It's like fusion. Right now, right now is going to be an awesome time for everyone to follow me on Twitter because I'm taking January off of social media. <laughs> so, nice. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we've got the episodes planned out. Please fire us emails or questions and, and we'll talk about them on the show and uh, listen to us going into our fourth year third now it's got to be it's got to be our third year it's like the sixth year of geekerific yeah it's geekerific's been around since the beginning of 2010 like that's when we started after the fact so um we hope you guys will stick around with us for quite a long time we plan on doing this show for a while so uh thank you ann yep thank you eddie thank you andy i think i'm drunk I was still drunk when I woke up this morning. Half of my drive here was was definitely not sober. That's, oh, that's not that's something you want to put out on the air, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, please tell the internet more. Yeah, Wait. right? I'm not driving anywhere for what it's there's worth. A, there's a, um, there's a statute this, of limitations on the that. The second Diet Coke slash Kraken rum was a little bit stronger than I thought of. Oh, like, God. <laughs> nice. It's 11 a.m., So sir. I would like it's to say It's 5 o'clock that somewhere. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I haven't been drinking this morning or use the words bitch or retarded? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like uh, holding, uh, I'm upholding our moral core here, guys. And being the You're, pillar of our morality. the pillar of morality. Yes. The Me- moral compass of the group. <laughs> Meanwhile, people show up in my house at 930. I'm like, I need a drink. <laughs> moral compass of the group. But you guys are compass. all magnetic, so fuck. Moral compass. And this has been <laughs> <So> episode, <laughs> this has been episode 57 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I am hungover and we are out. <laughs>